So you've rewritten the copy. You've designed the entire website. Your copywriter, your website designer have given you the final go-ahead, and it is time to turn the draft of your website into an actual live website. It's time to launch. Let me ask you a question. What do you do? So many of my clients are so excited as they're working toward their launch. And then when it comes up, they ask me, I have, I have no clue how to share this. What do I do, Erin? So I have an entire launch plan that I work with all of my website copy clients to adjust to their own business and their needs. And today we're going to talk about that launch plan because I want your website launch and the promotion of your new site to be as successful as possible for you. So buckle up and let's talk copy. Hey friends, welcome to the Talk Copy to Me podcast. Here, we empower small business owners to step into the spotlight with their marketing and messaging. I'm your host, Erin Alilla. Let's get started and talk copy. I think we all know that website promotion is essential for driving traffic to our new site, for generating leads, and ultimately for growing our online businesses. But how do we go about doing that after we have created our website? That's the tricky part, right? A lot of my clients will assume that once the website is created and published, people will come to them, kind of like field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Unfortunately, that's not exactly what happens. SEO is a slow burn, so you should absolutely be following SEO best practices on your website. However, it might take some time. If you launch, let's say on a Monday, you are not going to have SEO traffic driving hordes of new leads to your website come Friday. I like to set realistic expectations with my clients and my listeners, so let's just get that out from the very beginning. SEO will not give you instant traction for your business once your website launches. You have to build the traction. You have to build the excitement and entice people to come to your site. And honestly, you have to put in a lot of effort to encourage people to check out the launch when it's time, like before it's time, and then to remind them when the site does launch that you want them to go to the site and you want them to share it with their network and their friends. The good news is there are many ways that you can promote your website. In today's episode, I'm going to cover about eight different approaches to promoting your website. And within each of these eight segments, we'll break down different types of campaigns that you can do or different offers or different strategies to this type of promotion. So let's just jump right in and go with everyone's most obvious approach to promoting a new website. You know what it is? It's social media. So of course, social media is one of the most powerful tools that we have in our toolbox because we can reach people from around the world if the reach is okay and if we're kind of working within the algorithms of these social media channels. Let's talk about a few different social media strategies to get you started. The first is going to be easy, and that's going to be to create compelling content. So you're going to want to create content both in a pre-launch phase So what I mean by that is before the website actually launches, as well as for your launch period, that's going to drive traffic from social media to your website. 
Some ways you can do that are behind the scenes glimpses of things that are taking place. Let's say if you first start working with your website designer and you're redoing some of your brand elements, they give you options to choose from. Maybe you could run a poll on social and ask your followers for which they like. Maybe you could just show them what your choices were. You can maybe call out a short section that you've included on your about page and explain why that was included. You know, maybe it's a new addition and it's something that you've identified as your mission or your vision or your values. It's a great way to build buzz for the upcoming launch. Similarly, the actual launch period is a great time to really highlight your website on your social media channels. Let me just say one thing, though. You do not want to be posting about anything else on social media during the launch period of your new website. No other promotions, no funny reels, no memes, nothing. You want an actual launch period where your social media channels are directing all of your Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook followers to go check out your new website. And you can do that by creating content such as carousels, reels, threads, live videos. Maybe you do a video review of pieces of pages, right? You don't want to do the whole website at a time because no one's going to listen. And more importantly, no one's going to go and check out the website on their own. But you can give glimpses in live videos. You can also do some interactive polls. You want to engage on social, right? To use social media to increase the reach, to make the algorithm love us, we want to be actually communicating with people. So the more comments, the more likes, the more responding that you're doing to other people's comments, the more the platforms, the social platforms are going to think that these posts are valuable and that should be shared with even more people. When we think about creating content, I want you to think also that you can use social media as a method to run contests or giveaways for the actual launch period. There are a lot of ways to incentivize engagement and increase the uh, potential to send people back to your website, specifically if you're asking them to start on social. So that's step one. Like your post, follow your account, and then if they want extra entries, you can send them to your website, maybe for a scavenger hunt or to collect information, to screenshot something, to leave a review, anything that you'd like as bonus points for this contest that you're or giveaway that you're doing. And you can also use social to collaborate with other business owners or influencers within your industry. That's a great way to get a behind the scenes look, and it's a great way to have uh, a new perspective, especially if they're interviewing you. And if you want to bring in the people that you worked with, so for example, have your copywriter come do a live with you, have your website designer do a live with you. That's great promotion for them. And it's going to be a great way for your audience to kind of see the process come alive from the people that helped you do the creation. So I know that was a lot when it comes to social media, but let's jump into a new approach. And that's email marketing. Before I even begin here, I'm going to put a big disclaimer. And that is you should never be emailing anyone unless that they have given you their explicit consent to do so. And this is where the website launch gets tricky because so many people want to blast out they have a new website to their entire email list. However, their entire email list could be made up of 
all the old colleagues that they've had in multiple different jobs. It could be people that they go to church with, let's say, or people that they are on like um, roller derby teams with. It could be anyone, right? And if they haven't given you the explicit consent to be emailing them about your business, you really should not be emailing them about your website launch. If you do decide to email people in your personal lives, I would keep it extremely short and sweet and say, hi, this is a group email. I don't want to bother you. And I promise that I will not be sending any additional emails about this topic. However, I did just want to check in quickly with an update on my personal life and let you know that I have launched a new website. Again, I won't be emailing you about my business, but I just thought maybe you'd be interested in what's up with me. Now, again, please don't send this out to your entire congregation using the church as an example or to your roller derby team that you haven't participated in in seven years. You're really going to want to be sending this to immediate friends, family members, um, people from your very current professional network that is interested. And I'm just going to put my hands up here and say, again, email best practices require that you do not send any type of marketing emails unless people have explicit consent. So giving that as an option of what you could say in a personal email, but I do want the disclaimer to be there that you should not be emailing people unless they're allowing you to. So let's just assume from now on people have allowed you to email them. You have built up an email list. Let's talk about how we can build up the excitement of the, the future launch and then do an actual launch within your email list. So first, I would do similar to social, some sneak peeks. You're going to want to talk to the people on your list about what's going on in your business. And a great way to do that is to talk about how you're up-leveling your website. You could have exclusive previews that are only seen by the people on your email list as opposed to anyone on social media. You could also talk about some of the new features. So do you have a quiz that's going to be on your new site? Maybe they get to be the first people to take the quiz. Are there any types of promotions or discounts that can incentivize them to, to go to your website once it launches? I would share these like maybe the day before or at least hint that that's going to be coming up for launch day, that, that on the email list, they're getting a specific to them promotion to purchase something from your site or to um, download something that no one else will have. Now, after the website goes live, you can continue this excitement and celebration with a new campaign that's showcasing the entire new website. So this is a great way to share testimonials, especially if you have new testimonials that are going on the website, success stories, case studies, or anything like that. And it's a great way to kind of build trust with that audience. So you can say like, hey, I've been working on this. You know, we've talked about some behind the scene things, but like, here it is. Here's my new digital presence. This is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. This is what I can offer you. You've been along on this ride with me on my email list. And I'd, I'd like you to kind of take a step further and really check out why you are following me and what I can offer to you. Okay, so before I go any further, I want to thank some of the new people who have left us reviews on the podcast. Again, if you are doing nothing right now and you would love to leave us a review, I would appreciate it way more than you know. The first is from Tony Howell, who owns Tony Howell & Co., which is a website design and digital branding experience company. He says, 
I found Aaron while searching for sales page strategies for a client. I am a 10-year website designer for performing artists and creatives, but the words on the page are most important when this audience switches into small business owners to launch their courses, coaching businesses, and fundraisers. What I found remarkable about Talk Copy to Me is the wealth of information. Most gurus would withhold the how in order for you to buy their time or courses, but Erin and her guests give it away generously. Side note, I don't think I've ever been called a guru before. Let's continue. Uh, Tony says, because of this, I am now working with Erin on my own messaging and will refer her when clients have needs for strategic copywriting. Do yourself a favor and look through all of the page episodes. Save or download the ones that apply to your business and make time to listen. Subscribe so you'll always get the latest. Erin tends to program around themes, allowing you to make incremental changes along the way. Thank you so much, Tony. I am loving working with Tony on his upcoming website. It's going so well, and I cannot wait to share it with you once it is live. Speaking about website promotion, right? Like Tony's got a great thing coming, and I will make sure I share his site with my audience because it's going to be excellent. Another person who left a review is Mallory Grimms, who said, I'm a new listener and I really enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much, Mallory, for taking your time out to share that. And then Kaylee Harrod is another person who left a review in the beginning of January. She says, a crucial resource for small business owners. I have been listening to Erin's podcast for over a year, and she is a wealth of information for small business owners. If you're walking this solo business owner road and doing your own SEO and copywriting, this is an invaluable resource for you. And once you can afford it, just hire Erin to do it for you, obviously. Thank you so much, Kaylee. We're going to jump right back into the actual episode right now and do some more suggestions for how you can promote a new website. We've talked about social We've talked about email marketing. We're going to move on to talk about SEO. Now, before I even begin SEO, you should have laid the groundwork for your SEO while you were doing your website updates. Because if you start to promote your website by then doing SEO after it's launched, you are working way behind schedule. There's no point to update your website copy and, and redo your design if you haven't factored in things such as keywords and how they relate to copy, as well as all of the SEO tech elements as, as they relate to the design and the speed and the visual elements of your website. For example, how heavy are your pictures? You want to make sure that they don't take too long to load. That needs to be figured out before you launch. So if you're listening, you're super close to launch, and this is nothing you've considered, you really need to get on that right now. Don't launch before you've done this. Start by following any of the SEO essentials that we've talked about on previous episodes, such as keyword research, optimizing on-page elements, building in backlinks throughout the pages. And, you know, take a deep breath because SEO really is an ongoing process. So you can monitor and refine and adjust your strategy over time. If you have already laid the groundwork for SEO, now you get to sit back and relax and watch your efforts unfold. But my friend, like I said in the beginning of this episode, SEO takes time. So you can keep an eye on your website's performance using tools like 
Google Analytics, Fathom Analytics, so you can track the changes in traffic, in rankings, in user engagement. You can also see about Google PageSpeed Insights or GT Metrics for how fast your page is loading or if there are, are there any tech elements that need, need improvement once the site has actually launched. And specifically the tech SEO stuff, you want to make those updates immediately after you see that they need improvement. That's not something you can wait around on. When it comes to things like keyword research, that's what you want to review over the long term. You don't want to make changes to your keywords immediately because it takes time to rank these pages. So keep that in mind when you're in the process of planning a launch or launching. Words slow. Tech fast. All right, let's talk about content marketing. When you craft valuable and engaging content, you're going to set the stage for your future success. So that means attracting leads while you're sleeping in the future because you've done the work during the pre-launch or even the launch phase to attract them down the road. The key is you want to build anticipation with a blog series. And I would really like to re reiterate here that you always remember how the trickle-down approach when it comes to content. If you create a blog post that has, let's say, one behind-the-scene insight, maybe the blog post is why you decided to redesign and rewrite the copy on your website, you can use the content you've created for the blog post for the email and for the social media. You should not be creating in three different silos. You should start with the longest piece of content and then trickle that down into things like social and email by reusing it and repurposing it. When we think of the website, we generally think of the blog content for content marketing, but why not create videos? Do you have a YouTube channel? Teaser video works great there. You can even embed that into your blog post and take clips of that and use that in social or your emails. An exclusive to the launch lead magnet is a really good idea for promotion. Again, this is some of the things that we were teasing about on social media or in emails previously. What type of lead magnet is extremely helpful to your ideal audience? Can you create that before the launch and highlight that brand new lead magnet as a promotion tool for the new launch? Collaboration works really well here again, too. And when you think collaboration from this perspective, don't think social. Think about longer form content. Can you have other people write guest posts for your newly launched blog? So that way, when your site launches, as a way of promoting it, other people can draw their audience to your new website by saying, hey, I just recently published a guest post on this new website. Go check it out. So the eyes are going to your site. Similarly, can you write guest blogs for other websites? Again, all of this effort that you're doing, whether they're creating the content or you're creating the content, is going to serve you in the long term because long-form content, while a slow burn, is a long-term marketing effort that's always working for you. All right, I think I'm content marketed out. We talked about this briefly for social, but I really want to reiterate that you can do paid advertising for the launch of a new website. Paid advertising is really going to allow you to reach a very targeted audience. The precision here is really what you're paying for. And of course, yes, there's a payment involved. And I know that 
after hiring a website copywriter, after hiring a website designer, and maybe even a brand messaging specialist or an SEO specialist, you're probably tired of paying for things as it relates to your website. But the small investment in paid advertising, specifically if you have a service provider who, who knows their way around an ad, is going to really, really be a good investment for your website. Why? Your launch, depending on how, how long you set your launch period to be, could only be a couple of days. And like I said before, it's the precision that makes a difference. So you're targeting the people you really, truly want to see your website that don't already live within your network. How can we do this effectively? You could do search engine advertising. So pay-per-click ads, um, which are PPC ads, if you are more familiar with the acronym, on sites like Google or Bing so that you can appear on the top of the search result. Another type of advertising is social media advertising. We talked about it earlier, but you can leverage that targeting option that is so well built into social media now and send them to your site. Display ads are potential ads um, that really targets users based on their browsing history. And again, this is better suited for an e-commerce site where you're selling actual products than it is a service type of provider website. Remarketing campaigns are so smart. So basically what you're doing with a remarketing campaign is you're targeting users who have previously visited your website or interacted with your brand, but they haven't converted. Let me say one thing about this. If you do not have good analytics from your former website, meaning you, you don't know anything about how people did convert on your website, you're not going to want to invest your money in retargeting at this time. However, if you do invest in the initial getting new people to your site, you could remarket to them later. And then you'll have good data from now that you can look at those you know, stats and figures in your remarketing campaign to know if it's actually being successful at a later date. And don't forget about native advertising. So you can put your ads seamlessly into the content of your own websites or other platforms that make them more natural. For example, I have a podcast. If I launch a new website, I could create little ads within my podcast episode that send people back to my website. Because I have this podcast, it's free for me to do that. Maybe I target larger podcasts and I pay for those ads from the podcast back to my website or a YouTube show. Another thing I want you to think about is email newsletters often have sponsored sections. So you could have that native advertising, that post that you're paying for, send people back to your website. And before I leave this paid advertising section, just remember, if you are going to invest any more money into your website, by using paid ads, which I think are a great idea, you need to have a goal. I keep saying to send everyone back to your website, which is technically what you want to do. But what happens when they land there? Like one, where are you sending them onto your website? If you just send them to your homepage and they are brand new to you, what's the motivation for them to learn more about you? They don't know you yet, right? You've done no type of funnel level nurturing. You're just kind of throwing them onto your site and keeping your fingers crossed. Keeping your fingers crossed is not a good approach when you're paying for advertising. So when we look back more on the things like we talked about earlier, like content marketing, can you create a lead magnet? Maybe you send them to that new lead magnet. 
Maybe you're creating a video. So you send them to a page that has video where you're introducing yourself and you're explaining how to walk around your site. You could say like, if you're interested in this, I would love for you to check out this page and give them the link. If you need that, I'd love to check out my shop, right? And then send them to the shop. Explain what will happen when they go to the next page. So don't just pay for advertising and then shoot them off to your website with no goal in mind. Send them somewhere specifically, knowing why you're sending them there. All right, networking and partnerships is another way for you to promote your website. By building relationships with other businesses, with influencers, um, industry peers, you can expand your reach in ways that you couldn't if, it, if you were only talking to your own network. So how do we do this? The first thing is you can collaborate together on the launch events. You can partner with people to host maybe a webinar, maybe podcast episodes if you have a podcast. You could do live videos on different social media networks. When you co-host an event, it's allowing you to leverage each other's networks so you can increase exposure and attract a larger audience. Again, we're talking here about how this serves you, but when you pitch people to do these launch events with you, make sure to reiterate this with them, that by joining forces with you, not only are they being a kind neighbor and helping you out on a time-specific event that's important to your business, but they're also going to increase their own visibility because you're putting them front and center of your audience as well. Cross promotions. I kind of talked about that before when I talked about blog posts. However, there's other ways to do cross promotions. So you can share sneak peeks. Maybe uh, you have business peers who are willing to um, take the reels that you post and share them within their stories and just share words of encouragement that kind of indicate to their audience like, oh, look, my friend is doing something new. I'm supporting them. Go check them out, right? So easy, not time consuming. And I guarantee so many people within your own community will be willing to do that for you. Uh, another way to do this is by email marketing. So instead of blog posts and creating new content, which takes some time, how about reaching out to your wider network and asking them if they'd be willing to cross promote something with you on their email newsletter? It could be as simple as the two of you deciding to cross-promote each other's lead magnets. Or maybe you're going to share a PS and one of your peers' lead magnet in your email, and that's what they get from the experience. And they're going to share a PS that asks their audience to go check out your new website during the launch week. And that's what you get from the experience. So it's kind of swapping a promotion. You can also use your network to join online communities and participate in discussions or participate, let's say, in posts for maybe Facebook groups that allow you to share some type of promotion. So you can share your new website during launch week. You're going to want to do the extra effort before the launch week to maybe make a list of these different groups or different online communities where you can, you know, manually go in there and promote the new launch. All right, I've been talking for far too long, so let's power through a couple more. Social proof is a huge way to promote your business at any time, but it can help you during this launch period. So in the pre-launch phase, you can be gathering testimonials that, one, you may use on your new website. And when you're doing that testimonial gathering, you can be alerting those clients or customers that something's coming down the road. So that way, 
they're going to take a better effort to go check out the site because they know they may be featured on the new site when it launches. You can also use this social proof time to attach that maybe to an incentive. So you can encourage your customers or your clients to create user-generated content, such as reviews or photos, for example, if you have the products that you're selling, and share it off-site. So what I first mentioned was collecting testimonials from them and using it within your own marketing. But what I mean by encouraging user-generated content off-site is things like if you sell on Amazon, can they, can they leave Amazon reviews on the products they've purchased? If you don't, do you have a Google My Business account that they can leave reviews on a Google My Business account? Remember, they can copy and paste the exact testimonial they've written for you and email to you or, or put in a form, let's say, for the, your own marketing assets. They can copy that and paste that as their review on Google My Business. They can also review you on LinkedIn. There's many different ways that they can share off-site reviews. When I mention incentivizing this is if they do those reviews and share them with you, maybe by a screenshot, let's say, they would be able to get something in return. So if you're doing a giveaway, maybe it's bonus giveaway tickets so that they have a better chance of winning. Maybe they get a discount for future purchases. Figure that out, like figure out what the incentive is before you offer it. But encouraging that user-generated content off-site. It's a great way to build lasting social proof that directs people to your website in the future. And similarly, you know, a, a loyalty program could help. If you have an affiliate program, you can encourage your current clients and customers to join that before the website launches. If you have a loyalty program where you could give exclusive perks or discounts to your customers, launch that before the website launches so that way you can build that excitement with these two groups of people and they can help you promote to their networks when the site goes on. All right, so let's talk about the launch day specific strategies. You definitely want to create a buzz with a launch event. So whether it is a one-day thing, whether it is a countdown, whether it is a three-day or one-week promotion of your website, Create the event and, and the marketing plan for this now and invite people to help you out. And what I mean by that is you can have a launch team, people who are willing to share the news. Maybe you create swipe files for them that they can share in their email or they can share on social media to draw traffic to your future site. But you could absolutely have a launch team helping you with this. As I just mentioned, if you already have a loyalty program or an affiliate program, those people are primed and ready to help you with your launch. You do need to ask for their help. But even if you don't, you can build a very specific to this launch team to help you promote the website. You can offer special launch day promotions. You know, like maybe there's a huge discount code that lasts for 24 hours. Maybe if they come visit your site, they get a special link to an exclusive webinar or workshop that you do as part of the launch. So any type of limited offering, like a limited time deal, a bundle, a discount, a freebie, or some type of an immediate action will drive conversions for your launch event. And then remember to engage in real time. So let's say you have a promo period of three days for your website launch. Don't schedule anything else for those three days. Like plan 
to engage with the people who comment on your social media posts. Plan to do things like the lives and show up on social media. Plan to respond to the people who reply to your emails. Plan to deal with any like tech snafus that come up when you share discount codes or have a giveaway. You need to be present in this experience because it is so limited time. I mean, you could have a 10-day launch, whatever the heck it is that you want. But once the launch period ends, the buzz ends. The launch period is not going to serve you in the long term. SEO will serve you in the long term. The content you've created will serve you in the long term. But this promotional period is such a short period, and we want to maximize its success as best as we can. All right, that's it. You have successfully navigated all of the complexities of promoting a website launch. I promise it is not that hard. It's really sitting down, listening to everything that I just shared with you and thinking to yourself, what am I comfortable with? You know, I mentioned doing live videos. If you're not comfortable on live videos, don't do them, right? Like sit down and think, what am I comfortable with? What bandwidth do I have? You know, what's my emotional and energetic bandwidth as well? Not just your scheduling. And how can I maximize these skills that I have, these interests that I have, and really maximize the, this launch period to the best of my potential? Plan it. Get it written down. Create an actual list of things that you plan on doing and a timeline for those actions. And then implement. Taking the time to develop this uh, website promotion plan that aligns with things like your goals and your audience and your budget and your bandwidth, remember, is going to help you be strategic and successful with this website promotion period. And finally, I just want you to celebrate your own success. There are so many ways that you can embrace this launch as a way to have a, a growth mindset, as a way to adapt to things as they're happening. And a way to iterate these strategies that you're, you're doing right now for this promotional period for other launches. Maybe if you're going to have a new product or a new service in the future. Know that the effort you put into this is, is really going to drive a lot of attention to your website. And it's not like you're living in this, if you build it, they will come. No, you're inviting people to come. So you've already won if you're putting any promotional effort in. I know I gave you a lot of information on this episode, so I actually am going to have a checklist that I will share with you. I will put it in the show notes and you can download it and have literally a checklist of the activities that you can do so that you can plan your own promotional period. We will be back next week with our absolute final episode on this particular series, and that's going to talk about how to review the success or the ROI of your website. Keep in mind, you are not going to review your website on day two after it launches. You do need to let it like live in the wild for some time. But we will come back next week and talk about that. Like, how do you determine ROI? How do you look at these analytics and make decisions? And that's it. After that, we're going to move into a little bit of content about business stuff. And it's really fun. I already some of the interviews recorded and edited. And I just cannot wait to share some of these people with you and the conversations we had because I found them inspiring. Some of them even changed my own mind about how I felt about certain things in business. So yeah, good stuff is coming. Look in the show notes again for the link to download that checklist and for any of the other podcast episodes that I mentioned. And we'll be back next week to talk to Bobby. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Copy to Me. If you enjoyed spending your time with me today, I would be so honored if you could subscribe to the show and leave a review. Want to continue the conversation? Head on over to Instagram and follow me at Erin Olilla. Until next time, friends.